Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. That's right. We're back on a Wednesday night, which means it's Operation Domination Time. It's a full preview of the upcoming weeks. X. We're a quarter or a half already into the season. Thank you guys for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. We're widely available to you. Uh, it's actually a light bye week of all the bye weeks coming in because there's only two teams on bye. So that's a good thing because we just got plundered i mean just plundered by injuries this week is absolutely disgusting big episode tomorrow with brian scott from the angeles podcast by the way he'll be jumping on at 9 30 here on this youtube station and of course we'll be available in the podcast app get the doctor in here to tell us everything that's going on and what we can do and we'll try to go over some of your replacement values throughout this show and what we kind of expect moving forward chase thornton in the building what's going on chase not much here and ready to talk some week six. Hopefully it goes a little better for me than last week. <laughs> That's the signature crack. That's how you know the show's been right. starting. I love it. Chris, how are you doing there in the bottom? Well, as Chase talked about week five, definitely we thought we were figuring out things. We had no clue week five showed us. And I'm glad to see Chase join us. I wasn't sure if he was going to get in on time, but I know that Green Bay uh, game is still making me feel nauseous inside. Yeah, no, I'm still recovering from that. We don't. We're not going to talk about that. Week five didn't happen around here. You are so lucky they're on by this week because yeah. <laughs> we don't have to talk about them at all. Yeah, Chase is like, no, 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 that was horrible. That was that was like the beginning of like maybe Jordan Love's not the guy, but uh, we'll 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 let you go a week before we before we get into it and talk about it all. He's no Bart Starr like you have in your jersey. No, there. definitely not. Not definitely. yet. That's that's for sure. <laughs> this poor guy over here. Um, yeah, similar so offense though. They were running back in the day. Like, yeah, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, that with Matt Lafleur, right? Like Lafleur sucks. Like you just like you can put him and Mike McCarthy and Arthur Smith on a little box. <laughs> Chris, you got a problem with that? You're like, ooh, a little too harsh for you. No, not at all. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, no. watching the game. You know, I'm all about different formations, but watching <clears> this game was. I never saw so many tight ends and obvious starters with the age of Dylan's coming and we're playing all our tight ends and Watson. Wing King. Yeah. It's the Raiders. Yeah. It's the Raiders. 
Like, yeah, you can run the ball with three receivers, four receivers. You can run the ball with Raiders. Why are we going power formations? So you get into the way. Super smart. I did. I guess so. But guys, yeah, so there's a lot of fantasy implications that we got to talk about. A lot of things are changing going into week six because week five is just that brutal. So let's get it started with the Thursday night game. So we got the Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming week. Chiefs are favored at minus 10 and a half and the over under of 49. Uh, right now, I am actually, believe it or not, going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they haven't been that impressive this year at the minus 10 and a half line, mostly because of how terrible Denver's been. They're 0 and 5 against the spread so far this season. At least Kansas City's 3 and 2. And the last time that they were 10 point favorites on a Thursday, a game against Chicago, or I'm sorry, that was a Sunday game against Chicago. Uh, they covered that quite easily. So I am going to take Kansas City minus the points here, uh, just so you guys know for that. Um, and getting into this game, as far as the players are concerned, Patrick Holmes, you know, thankfully, it looks like he's going to get back Travis Kelsey. Of course, you're going to start him and play him as an elite quarterback option anyway against Denver. 272 passing yards for his prop this week against a team that's given up the third most passing yards in the league. I am going to take the over. He's been over that three of the last five games, despite it not being like super Patrick Mahomes like it has been the past couple of years. Uh, Russell Wilson, Chris, I'll make sure I mention Russell Wilson for you since you got all pissy at me and not missing, uh, mentioning him last week. Uh, I still have him ranked at QB 17, by the way. I'm not playing him, but 225 and a half passing yards. Uh, I actually have him over the passing touchdown mark is actually what I'm targeting here because it's one and a half and he's been over that four of the last five games two touchdowns and garbage time yeah i feel like that's probably going to happen again here so i will take russell wilson into passing touchdowns let's do do, do i have to hit an md showdown do you disagree with russell wilson being co- oh, no. i mean look i brought up russell wilson last week because he's been a qb1 this entire season and you just like brushed over like he's not a quarterback to even talk about so that was the only point we made adam wasn't adam was there too so it wasn't just me pointing out that no, Russell Wilson adam's not here top seven quarterback, top eight quarterback all year no no you know and you know what it's fair i guess my problem is in, in fantasy it, it doesn't matter so you're absolutely right to bring that part up but it's disgusting to watch Russell Wilson in the first, I don't know, two and a half quarters of games. His fantasy points are all coming in garbage time, essentially, when they have to come back from behind. So it's also has the, the cheat code. It has three games over 49 yards rushing as well. Right. So that's kind of yeah. also been the key. It's it's fair. And I think some people are going to be looking at him as a streaming option this week. It's actually Kansas City's defense has been playing pretty well, and they're actually getting even healthier this week. So I definitely am on the bandwagon of not playing, not trying to stream Russell Wilson this week, despite the success that he has been having uh, as of late. Um, just to talk about Isaiah Pacheco real quick. Obviously, we're playing him at RB16. Uh, he's got some interesting RB16. props, though. RB sixteen, yeah. Why you guys agree with that too? Should he be higher? I'm sorry, it's Denver. I, I think that you're like almost automatically disagree. top ten. I've, I've got him at thirteen. I've got him slightly higher. I've got him at thirteen borderline, borderline RB one this week, just because I think that they they can use him. But the problem there is, is they might be able to use just about anybody else back there, and it might. Well, not that's the only check the entire game. Yeah, they might they might actually give Ceh some run here. So. It's the only well, reason I, I have any kind of concern about Dan's kind of prop with the 277 yards for Mahomes. I think everybody's shown you everybody runs versus Denver. 
100% Chris can't disagree with that at all but um so like Chase you said you have him at 13 I have him at 16 like Chris let me ask you this because this is who I have ranked just in front of him I have Joe Mixon against Seattle at 15 DeAndre Swift at 14 Raheem Mostert at 13 Alvin Kamara at 12 Kyron Williams playing Arizona at 11 Derrick Henry at 10 I, I just I have a hard time putting him I like over him more than a couple of those guys you can like more than Kamara more than more? Henry I'm curious sorry I like him more than Kamara. I like him more than Henry. Um, there was somebody else you named around like right before a six. Who's your 14, 15? DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon. I love DeAndre Swift. Joe Mixon, I have him ahead of. Um, I've got him ahead of Swift and Mixon. And that's that's where I think you and I differ. So I have him ahead of Swift and Mixon. I think all I those guys Moser, are the same I think those are really high too. But I mean, I've got him as a high RB2. And right. you've got him as an RB2. Like, yeah, Split Look, hairs, you're, you're but... playing. We all know that this is like semantics in a sense. We're, we know we're all playing Pacheco this week. Right. I was just curious. I, it's Denver, and I, I think it's an absolute smash spot. We saw Brees Hall have 177 yards where you knew what the Jets were going to do play after play, and still the Buck 77 later. Now, I know that he's not the same kind of talent, but we also like that Jet offensive line is basically on fumes right now. And you play Denver, you're guaranteed to get like 100 yards rushing. The Kansas agree. If, if Pacheco winds up being RB5, Pacheco winds up being RB1 this week. Yeah. It, it wouldn't shock me. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make this argument here that it shouldn't be. I, I just, my thing with my projections come out to is those guys are all wind up being kind of in that same range. And everybody else I named is in line for more volume than Pacheco is on a game in, game out basis. Basically, what I want to boiling down to. Um, like you said, semantics. We're playing Pacheco. What I do want to hammer home, though, is not his rushing prop at 80 and a half, which isn't bad either, but I want to parlay his receiving prop two and a half receptions and 13 and a half receiving yards. That's all you need for Pacheco to uh, give you a same game parlay prop, which you guys need to go do on props parlay. One of our sponsors here on the show, the links are up on our social media pages at belly up MDFF show and MDFF show everywhere else. So match up to a hundred dollars per deposit that you guys bring in. So make sure you go ahead and hit the links over there so you can parlay prop this up. But yeah, with, with, <laughs> Again, Denver, you think about the rushing, they've allowed the third most receiving yards to the running backs right now. And Pacheco's been over that mark already through the last five times. They, they've been letting him actually get worked in the past game a little bit. So his receiving props this game, I'm especially hammering home. He's uh, been working in the past game a little more more than a little bit. I mean, we all think of this yeah. backfield as Jarek McKinnon McKinnon's catches the passes, gone. Pacheco catches the the or does the running. He's actually got one more target on the year than McKinnon does. No, so I mean they are actually the using time. him as such. Yeah, he's playing all the time. But I'm saying yeah. like they are actually passing to him, and they're not just saving it for for when McKinnon's in or putting McKinnon in to do it. What? 100%. Uh, Javante Williams, I got him as a high-end RB3. He's going to be good to go. He's practicing in full. He's going to be activated. He's another one I actually do. I, I like his receiving prop a lot, and I actually would parlay this up. Two and a half receptions, 12 and a half receiving yards. If you guys remember, if he didn't get hurt on the first drive, he had three catches and nine yards just on the first drive. Samaja Perrine's been involved in the past game. We might see him take a backseat. Javante Williams, you know, he's not being efficient, super efficient with his carry so far, but he's been sneakily involved in the past game, getting about four or five targets game that he's played so i'm gonna go ahead and hit the receiving prop 12 and a half yards and two and a half receptions there for javante in this game uh regardless of where you have him in your lineup but let's talk about this denver backfield and this is one of the notes i had so chase help me out here i love to see what your rankings are because ecr has jaleel mclaughlin 
at 28. I still got him at 35. Now, this might be shifting a little bit with the news that Javante Williams is definitely going to play, so I'll give some people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But I still would have McLaughlin at 35 with Javante there because I think he actually might be overtaking Perrine. In fact, I have him ranked ahead of Perrine this week. I got Perrine at 41 because even on less snaps, McLaughlin was still outproducing him. He has way more juice. And I think Perrine's fallen out of favor a little bit because he's just ho-hum and you know, no, no point other than being a backup out there. I don't, I'm curious to see if you see it the same way. No, I, I really do. I have, uh, I actually do have McLaughlin at uh, 29. I have Perrine at, or P Ryan. I P Ryan, you say Perrine, I say P Ryan. Tomato, uh, tomato. Right. Yeah. I mean, either way, he's not that exciting. Like you just said, um, no, I have, I have P Ryan at 35. Um, I actually have to, I'll have to adjust my rankings because I, I put my rankings out before the word broke that Javante was, had no designation going into tomorrow. So I had him way down around 50, kind of hedging my bets that he wasn't necessarily going to play. Now with that news, I will have him up somewhere. I'll have him in the, as a, as a startable playable running back. That's, that's for sure. But I agree with you. I think McLaughlin is, uh, he's just shown to be a little bit more exciting, a little bit more dynamic offensive presence. I think they can do everything that they wanted to be able to do with P Ryan. I think they can do with McLaughlin and he's more explosive, I think. So I, I, I just, I think he's a, I think he's a better as a change up. I think he's more of a change up from Javante Williams than P Ryan is anyway. So yeah. I, I think that he is, I think he's definitely overtaking him in that backfield and should, and as such should be overtaking him in fantasy here, because as we've said before, if this offense can get any kind of sense of rhythm or, or capability, in the past be good for two running backs they he can sustain two useful running backs williams is by far the one to own but if you're going to go for a second one i think it's becoming increasingly clear that jaleel mclaughlin is agreed i think you're freezing up either i'm freezing up or you're freezing up a little bit i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah you got yeah i've seen you guys freezing up too but yeah no i just i think mclaughlin's the second one to own there definitely yeah oh i would want to get to chris because i saw chris shaking his head adamantly go go ahead chris look i'm a huge julian mclaughlin fan i'll put that out there right now Uh, there's a lot of hype about him all off season um this going into this week a lot of denver talk is that he's going to be heavily involved and more so the big thing that was basically holding him back was this sean payton was scared to kind of play him versus that 270 pound you know outside line linebacker you know is he gonna pick up pass protections so they're finding is kind of how to kind of pick and choose to use them similar to how we saw Han. um and i think that what we're seeing dan in, in some ways is especially in 2023 is where we saw a lot of shift of receivers a couple of years ago. We saw a lot of you know, shorter smurf receivers get a lot of the slot guys becoming the vogue thing to have and kind of pushing the bigger, taller guys out, which are packed back in again. But at running back, these offensive lines being so pathetic and that they can't actually give you a hole to get started with, a lot of the quicker guys who used to be the slot receiver, in a sense, have become the game changers in screen passes, number screens, um, and, and different re- and draws and different things. And you're seeing Jalil McLaughlin be using that one thing I will give Sean Payton credit for, and you know, uh, people are killing him right now. He's always been good at using his running back position. He's yes. always been good at utilizing a guy's skill set, and he's going to put you in advantage to succeed. We saw what he did with Al Kamara on limited touches. I'm not saying Jim Lucock is Al Kamara, but I'm saying you might see a similar role for him, especially as Denver season goes down the tubes. 
I, I agree. I think it's going to be Javante and McLaughlin, if not starting this Thursday soon, pretty soon, as far as those two are, uh, go. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I have him. You know, ECR has him at 35. I got him at 37. A low end wide receiver, three high end wide receiver, four. Just wouldn't be excited that much to play him, but I would play his player prop 43 and a half yards. I would take the under. He's been under that two games in a row. And the case, the, the Chiefs allow the 13th least receiving yards to the wide receiver. So I'm going Cortland Sutton under 43 and a half receiving yards this week the same for jerry judy i got him at 35 his his prop is 54 and a half receiving yards this week he's been under that three of the last four games so i'm taking the under on the receivers for the denver broncos let's talk a little kc receivers because we saw travis kelsey go down and he's gonna play so don't worry plus travis kelsey in the lineup I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's the point. And I'm trying to pick out one just, just right. to dash. Just and exactly it. That's what I have here. That's why I have him highlighted up in our outline right now. Is I have Rasheed Rice. I do want to point this out. ECR's got him all the way up at wide receiver 39, which I think is ridiculous. I have He's only playing like 30% of the snaps, which they have him ranked basically. Yeah, that's exactly. God, yeah. it's hard. No, you're. I'm trying to hit the correct button for you here. Uh, yeah, 100%. I have my wide receiver 51. He played 20 snaps. That was fifth in the rotation of the wide receivers. I know he got a touchdown, so it looks so good. I know he was targeted quite a bit on those snaps. I believe he had five targets, which was second on the team last week. I get that that looks good. If you want to stash him, fine. I have no problem with that because he's probably got the most talent, especially versatile-wise on this offense, to offer at the wide receiver position right now. But this is not a guy I'm plugging in and playing in my flex spot right now. Let's, let's not get it twisted. But let's, let's do it from the mindset well, of Denver. you are... You are trying to throw. Let's go from the mindset you are trying to stash him. Chase, are you making room for a Rashi Rice right now or no? I am if I if I have the the roster spot. I mean, it, it's still Kansas City's offense. It's still a high powered offense that you want pieces of. The problem is, is that outside of their quarterback, their number one running back, and the number one tight end in football. We just don't know which piece to grab, and it's been that way ever since Tyreek Hill left town. Um, I think that of the guys on this roster, we're we can forget Kadarius Tony. We all know how I feel about MVS. Uh, Sky Moore just hasn't shown it. Justin Watson is still Justin Watson, and Justin Ross is still Justin Ross. Uh, it almost leaves Rice by default. But then, like you said. Uh, you know, he's, he's running, he's running routes. He's when he's out there, he's not out there as much as everybody else, but he's not all that far behind some of these other guys as well. Kadarius Tony only had five more snaps last week than he did. Um, they still keep running MVS out there almost every play for some ungodly reason. But uh, I think of Hopefully all not. of them, he's the, he's the one to stash. Rushy Rice is the one to stash. If you've got a spot for him, uh, I'm willing to take that bet. It's, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's the still the Kansas City offense. We already hit the dump button for uh, Sky Moore. So that's yes. the only one I'm going to take a shot on whatsoever. Let's go to our next game. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Before we go to the next game, again, Travis Kelsey went from looking like he had an Achilles injury to a high ankle sprain to a low ankle sprain to he's playing on Thursday on a short week. So the Swifties yeah. rejoice. All right, let's go to our next match. 